This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Election College, Episode 43, The Battle of the Bills. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for election college, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. So, Ben, it's 1908. Yeah, it's a good year for our country. We've got a popular president in office, and... Um, you know, economically, we're doing a lot better than we were 20 years ago. So even 10 years ago. So it sounds like it's doing pretty well. Yeah. You know, you got President Theodore Roosevelt. He's the incumbent and he really wins a big election in 1904. And he's headed to his inauguration in 1905. And he's like, um, this is it, guys. I am not going to run after this. What if instead he had said, Hey guys, I know I was going to be president, but now that I'm about to be inaugurated, nah, never mind. That, that'd be an interesting turn of events. <laughs> right. Hey, Ben, have you ever said something and like the moment it leaves your mouth, you're like, oh, why did I say that? That <laughs> was stupid. I, not only have I done that, I've probably done that today at least once. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Theodore Roosevelt, he's really popular. I mean, he's got all kinds of crazy um, friends because he's not your typical Republican. He is very much of the opinion that these huge corporations like these railroads and these um, steel companies are not doing cool things by being big and all concerned about making money for the man. What about the common guy? And right. And Roosevelt's like, hey, I'm the trust buster. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> and then, there, I mean, there's the fact that he, um, during his presidency, created all sorts of national parks and different conservation efforts that left lots of different things for people to do, as well as to preserve. They didn't understand what this country would become, I'm sure. But as well as to preserve many things that would probably otherwise have been destroyed later down the road, whether they knew it or not at the time. And just he was kind of an outdoorsy, every man's man, um, just really did a lot of good things for conservation and for the national park system as we know it. And then because of that, not because of that, but he got really good press coverage. He was really friendly to the press. He kind of created the, the modern press briefing. And so anything he did, the press kind of gave him um a better angle on things than they do most of the time i guess you could say yeah you don't really have that relationship between the press and the president um like it was with theodore roosevelt i mean he he pretty much is the the president who initiated this press briefing deal um so 
the idea of having a room at the White House where the press is inside and they're all warm on a cold day or they're cool on a hot day hanging out inside the White House. You can pretty much thank Theodore Roosevelt for that. So, man, I really wish he could run again, but he is a man of integrity and a man of his word. And he said, I'm not going to run again for renomination. And he he just doesn't. He He doesn't do it. But... He really wants somebody he likes to get the job. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because that man is William Howard Taft. And the crazy thing about William Howard Taft is you got this guy, and he's got a pretty sweet handlebar mustache. He's from Cincinnati. He is really um, considered a progressive at the time. Um, He really wants to be a judge. He's all about, hey, my life's goal is to be on the Supreme Court. I want to be the chief justice. But Roosevelt has me working over in the Philippines. And Roosevelt's like, hey, Will, it's time. It's time for you to be a judge. And Taft is like, "Ah, you know what? What I got going on here is really important. I need to be all about the task at hand. And Roosevelt's like, well, okay. Okay, dude, go for it. <laughs> Do your thing. <laughs> and when it comes down to who's going to be the next president, Roosevelt's like, well, my buddy over here, my secretary of war, I, I'm choosing him as my successor. Yeah. And so he nominates him for the party at the or before the 1908 Republican National Convention. And what do you know? He wins big time. William Howard Taft becomes the nominate, the nominee, uh, becomes the nomination. Uh, that's proper English. Becomes the nominee for the party <laughs> in 1908 um, by a landslide, I guess you could say. Yeah, the only real opposition that he had was a fellow Ohioan, um, the governor of Ohio, Joseph B. Foraker. And Foraker doesn't get the the Ohio delegates to uh, cast their vote for him. So Taft really rises to the prominence and he really wins that nomination. I, I think it was like over 700 votes that he got. And the next guy got like 68 votes. Right. And something interesting to note about this, um, this party convention. Uh, it's really the first one where different, People came with a nomination in mind already. Uh, they they almost held a primary, especially in Ohio. The Republican Party held a primary earlier in February, and candidates basically pledged to Taft, and they were printed on a ballot in the Taft column. And basically, you know, whoever they were nominated to to represent, they went to the party with that already in hand, and that's kind of the first time, almost like a primary, really starts to happen. And limited in uh, scope, of course, at that point, it is the origin of the modern day primary. Yeah, and so it becomes really crucial uh, through this whole process, especially if you're a Republican at this time, because you've got this conservative. You know, I kind of, I kind of. Think of the guy with the big top hat and a monocle, not Mr. Peanut, but just more of that big company, big conglomerate Republican type. And then you've got your rugged, outdoorsy Republican type progressive like Roosevelt. Uh, William Howard Taft is 
supposedly fitting the bill as a progressive. So for the vice presidential nomination, they put James Sherman uh, from over on the East Coast as his vice presidential uh, nominee. And Sherman is supposed to be balancing off that ticket. So you've got Taft, the supposed progressive. You got Sherman, who is the more established Republican, big corporate type. Right. And we haven't really talked much about Sherman up to this point. And part of that's because he's kind of just flown under the radar and not been terribly involved with politics. Um, He was before this, part of uh, a group of, you guessed it, lawyers. Um, Why why not? If you're going to be president or vice president, why not be uh, a lawyer? (laughs) Um, And just a little piece of trivia, he was actually the first vice president to fly in a plane, um, which is kind of cool. Yeah. A little tidbit. Yeah. Republicans, you've got William Howard Taft and James Sherman. What about across the aisle? Well, the Democrats are really uh, understanding that with this popular president, uh, Teddy, I'm sorry, Theodore Roosevelt, that in order to beat his guy, Taft, they're going to have to do something crazy. They're going to have to do something creative. They're going to have to come up with a with a nominee, nomination they've never had before and just kind of throw everybody off. And so to do that, they, they, they find this guy called William Jennings Bryan. Oh, who's he? I I don't know. He's brand new. I've never heard of him before. <laughs> so if you remember William Jennings Bryan, he runs for president, not once, but twice. And he loses. And in 1904, he's like, okay, I'm going to keep a low profile. I'm going to just stay out of everything and see what happens. Well, Roosevelt wins, right? And William Jennings Bryan is sitting there and he's fuming. He's like, okay, this, this is just terrible. The presidential nomination of um, Parker um, was awful. Um, There really was no difference. So this Parker guy, he is just, he's no different than Roosevelt. We need to get somebody different. So he's back. Yeah, and so he's back, and he's kind of running out of spite, but not really as much out of spite as the Independence Party uh, was running. Uh, William Randolph Hearst um, was part of the Democratic Party previously, and he continues not to win the nomination, and he just gets kind of ticked off. And so he starts the Independent Party, the Independence Party. Sorry, there's a difference between the Independent and the Independence Party. Uh, just kind of as a way to draw votes away from William Jennings Bryan and uh, let Taft win out of kind of a ver- personal vendetta, really, is, is what it's all about. And it worked. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because this whole party that Hearst sets up, he doesn't get the right. nomination, but all of his guys do. So it's almost like, hey, you lose, but people who follow your ideology win, which results in everybody losing, <laughs> basically. So the the lesson is, okay, if, you, if you're running for president and you want to do it right, you need to play the game. 
And the truth of the matter is, if you really want to have a realistic chance of winning in the future, you need to play the game. Right, exactly. Uh, you also have the Socialist Party. They're back at it. Um, yeah. They, they, they still don't really do anything uh, much in the election. So we'll just mention that they were there. Right. I mean, anytime you need to kind of change the way the government is, uh, you're going to have a pretty difficult time winning. Right. We can probably leave it there, right? Yeah, I'd say we could probably leave it there. So gold and silver, I mean, still a pretty big topic, right, Jason? Uh, Not really. Oh, okay. Well, what, what are we arguing about? We are arguing over whether the man, and you know who the man is, right? Right, I know who the man is. Yeah. It is the man who is the privileged class. Are they going to rule the country, or is the common man going to rule? That's a tough question. So uh, William Jennings Bryan, his campaign slogan is actually, shall the people rule? And, you know, they've got all sorts of posters and memorabilia and and everything. But Taft is like, well, okay, you, you know, you're you're right on some of this stuff. And that just yeah. kind of that just really kind of undercuts a lot of Brian's support by by the more liberal side, and kind of helps uh, helps Taft out in a way. Yeah, and so again, we kind of run into this thing where what's the difference between the Republican candidate and the Democrat? Well, of course, you can vote for Taft now. Because you can vote for Brian anytime, right? Oh, man. That's tough to hear. (laughs) It is a little tough to hear. (laughs) So really, you know, it's kind of like you've got this this big ship, and and it's really big, and it's on the high seas, right? And it's moving from east to west. And that ship is going to change course, but... It doesn't change course really fast, right? So if you're a businessman and you're aboard the Republican ship, you're thinking, oh, uh, they're still the same, right? Exactly. So the businessmen continued to support the Republicans and the labor people were looking at Brian and saying, uh, I no, I can vote for you later. Yeah, exactly. If I want to, and, and I mean the the reality is that um, this we won't say yet, quite yet, what the results were. You you might already know, but this is actually Brian's last campaign for the presidency. Um, I mean, he's still kind of a popular person in the party, and he really does help out with future nominations for other presidents or presidential nominees, but um. This is the last time you could vote for him. So that slogan was actually wrong. Oops. So Taft secures eight percentage points higher vote than Brian. That's a pretty big defeat. And you had uh, Oklahoma. Welcome Uh to the union. You're still voting for Brian like a lot of the southern states are. But even in spite of that, it's it's all about William Howard right. Taft. And uh, Taft carries away that vote, like Jason said, by about eight percentage points, which was, um, believe it or not, was Brian's biggest loss of his three losses. And um, William Howard Taft, 
your next president. Yeah. So here we have another Republican from Ohio. Just exactly what we needed. <laughs> hey, Ben, you know what exactly what we need? Uh, no. What, what do we need? A merry little holiday season. And I don't know, have you done all your Christmas shopping yet? I've not done a bit of my Christmas shopping, but it's okay because I usually shop on Amazon if I can. (laughs) Nice. Well, guess what? A lot of us are doing our shopping on Amazon. I know we have boxes on our porch probably right now as we speak. And the best way I have found to shop on Amazon is by supporting Election College, because I like to listen to Election College. That's right. And I type electioncollege.com slash Amazon, and it doesn't take me to the Election College website. It actually takes me to Amazon, as if I typed in Amazon without any Election College. <laughs> it's almost like witchcraft, <sighs> basically. Uh <laughs> But you can visit electioncollege.com slash Amazon, and you'll go straight to Amazon, buy the things you would normally buy for the same price you would normally buy them, and you'll be helping out your buddies, Ben and Jason. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And you know what else we really appreciate? Good reviews. Yeah. So if you are listening on iTunes, this is going to take you about oh, 30, 45 seconds to leave a star rating. We certainly appreciate that. And it's almost like getting a package on our doorstep when we get a new review. So we really appreciate those awesome reviews that you leave us. It it helps us know what you like, and we hope to give you many more wonderful episodes of Election College. Hey, if you've already done all those things, we want you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Election College, and you will find us. And hey, Jason, did you know we have a new show coming out? On January 1st. What you talking oh, about? Sorry. But I'm telling you your fortune. We have a new show coming out about fortune cookies on January 1st called Fortune Cookie Podcast. Ooh. Yeah. So you can connect with us there too. And we will be with you every day. All right. I think that's everything I have to say about 1908. How about you? Yep. That's it. I will see you in the year 1912. <laughs>